This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. This is What Happens If with Daniel and Jan on Joy. Just you, me, what happens if, Tuesday, evening, what's the episode about? It's about what happens if I diet. What happens if I diet? (laughs) Oh, gosh. That was far and away the worst intro I've ever done. The worst. Just the worst. Um... But there's only two weeks to go, so if I'm getting worse, then I only have so much worse that I can get in two weeks, is how I look at it. Um, today I'm speaking with Amy Peng from Just Eat Nutrition. She's also a nutritionist at Brighton Sports and Spinal uh, Clinic in Brighton here in Melbourne. And uh, she's coming on to talk all things diet. But more broadly, as is always the case with what happens if, uh, it's food, it's nutrition, it's psychology, it's environment. There are a lot of things that work on us in the context of what we eat every day. Uh I can easily imagine myself going to a restaurant with a certain expectation of what I would like to eat to keep my body a certain way and then changing that based on the people around me, based on the mood, uh, based on what is on the menu and how they word it. Have you ever read something on the menu and you go, I wasn't planning on eating a fried chicken burger? But when you tell me it's got a brioche bun, when you're specific about the bun, I'm more likely to eat the brioche burger with fried chicken on it. Uh, If it's a tasty Asian slaw rather than just coleslaw, yeah, 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 maybe I will. And maybe if it's got apple in that slaw, maybe if it's a a tasty Asian apple slaw, yeah, 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 I am. I'm more likely to get the uh, fried chicken burger. Uh, And uh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And now I've eaten the thing that I wasn't planning on eating half an hour ago. So I think that like a lot of the everyday, it's, it's where you are, it's who you are, it's who you know, and it's what's sold to you. And uh, there's a lot to sort through here. Um, look, there's no use just sitting around, uh, cause I'm hungry and I want to get this done. So, um, we're just going to move on 
Um, coming up after this is Amy Peng, nutritionist, and uh, we're going to get into the weeds, get into the tasty, tasty lemon, lemon. Uh, what's that stuff called? Um, uh, oh, it's on the tip of my hungry tongue. Um, it's called, um, oh, I can't remember. You know, the green stuff they used to chop up and it's, it's not really popular anymore. Um, <laughs> up next on What Happens If, it's Amy Peng. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to What Happens If. This week it is What Happens If I Diet. Now, as always, I'm intentionally keeping it pretty broad there because there's a lot of factors that go into this topic. This is the everyday. This is critical to the human experience. And um, so today I've got with me Amy Peng. Now, Amy, am I getting this right? You you have a business um, called Just Eat Nutrition. That's right. And you also work within um, clinics across Melbourne. Is that true? Yes, um, that's exactly right. So my name's Amy Pang. I am a dietitian based in Melbourne. Yep. So I work predominantly in the private practice, aged care and hospital settings. I really enjoy the variety of work I do, ranging from pediatrics to nutrition in elderly people. Great. That's it. And now I'm I'm uh, already going to go off script here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what what what? What have you made of now? There, there, I, I have a grandmother who's in aged care, okay. and there's been there's been a lot of there's been a lot written about um, nutrition for the elderly. And mm. I, I recall there was one comment that made certainly made me question its validity, where someone said that nutrition matters less as you get older. That can't be. That, that can't be right. No, that's not true at all. Actually, when we are getting older, because of the hormone changes, we actually require different nutritional profile. For example, you know, you require more protein, you require more vitamin Bs, for example, iron, calcium, vitamin D, all these important nutrients. Right. Uh, they were trying to, you know, make sure that you're getting enough from your balanced and healthy diet. Mm. So is it fair to say that at any given age, the, what, what did you say, the, um, so in, in any given demographic, the, the needs change in terms of nutrition? Absolutely right. So for example, you know, um, as a woman, you know, we lose blood through menstruation. That yep. means we have a higher needs for iron. Um, and, you know, for growing teenagers, we require more protein, more calcium because our bones are still developing. Uh, and for elderly population, as I just mentioned, they require more protein. So for example, when we're talking about a BMI, mm. um, someone who is overweight in the elderly population is probably not considered as a serious thing because we're trying to make sure they're getting enough energy and protein, not necessarily worrying about losing weight. Mm. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, when those people, you know, elderly population, when they lose weight, they lose muscle mass as well, which is not a good thing. And they increase the risk factors for, you know, falls and osteoporosis, things mm. like that. So... So muscle loss in weight loss may be, may be a variable that's specific to older people, but not mm. younger people, mm. as an example. Yeah, as an example, that's yeah. right. And, you know, when we're talking about weight loss, you know, unfortunately, for most of us, um, we are only focusing on the number on the scale and mm, we're not right. looking at other body composition changes. You know, when you're losing weight, especially initial weight loss, you lose uh, predominantly muscle mass and water mass. Um, so all those fat diets that, you know, people talk about these days, mm. you know, whenever you look around somewhere else, it's on the latest fat. Yeah. Um, and they don't realize the initial weight loss is predominantly muscle and water loss. So they're thinking they're doing the right thing but all those fat diets are not sustainable in the yeah. long term and it it's it's almost seems to me to be um 
it seems to me to be that the the fad diet is in and is in and of itself something that can't be sustained because it's a fad. It's almost like the fad diets in the sense that they are sold mm. to customers. Mm. Um, it's t- it almost tells you that perhaps that's uh, something worth avoiding. Well, certainly, oh, you have to be able to identify uh, whether a diet is a fat or not. So, yeah. um, you know, a few tips um, to give to the audience. For example, when you're looking at a diet, ask yourself the questions, does the diet promise a quick fix? Does the diet only focus on short-term results? Does the diet require you to buy specific miracle pills, supplements, powders, you name it? Does the diet contradict advice from the health professionals? If you answer to two or more of these questions is a yes, then it's probably a fat. Yeah, right. Mm. So when we're talking about a quick fix, how what what's what's quick in the terminology of dieting or nutrition? For example, losing ten kilos in four weeks, you know, right. uh, be bikini ready for the yeah, summer, yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of, you know, So claims. catchphrases, yeah. catchphrases that you could easily Google and yeah. find a lot of results. Yeah, I start teaching, yeah, I start teaching a weekend, you know, easily spot the problems with fat diets. But for most people who want to lose weight quick, um, uh, the promise of quick results on these fat diets can be extremely appealing. You yeah. know, uh, they don't necessarily, you know, give you the long-term results, uh, but they just promise a, a short-term quick fix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now in your analysis of fad diets, um, are there, are there, I guess, uh, 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 I guess ways of finding diets that are, that are not, um, not going to be beneficial for people? I mean, it like, you know, you hear about someone who has a headache and so mm-hmm. they go onto WebMD and try and figure out what's wrong with them. It feels like people do a similar thing with diets. I need to go on a diet. Where can I find it? I'll mm. just go on Google. Go to, the, go to Google. So, yeah. is there a is there a better way of investigating this for people? Yeah. So, you know, expecting people not to experiment with different types of eating styles is just not realistic. You know, fat diets have been around for many years. Look, they're likely to be around forever. Mm. Let's be honest. Um, so, you know, being able to identify, um, you know, what kind of diets are good for you are going to give you the long-term results is very important. So, you know, it doesn't really matter what you want to do to look after your health and well-being. I strongly believe that healthy eating should not be, you know, it should, should be realistic and sustainable, should not be, you know, following your rigid rules. So right. I think, you know, you just need to find something that works for you and works for you for the long term. So everyone different there's no one size fits all approach mm. you know if we are all eating the same food we will the world will be really boring yeah, um, yeah, yeah. so i think you know it is important to ask yourself what you want to achieve what your goals are as a dietitian i listen to my patients uh we you know sit down and you know come up with goals together and we provide non-judgmental advice if you want to go on you know ketogenic diet if you want to go on a paleo diet that's fine but i just want to make sure that you're meeting um your nutrition requirements while mm. you you, you know, following a particular eating style. So it sounds to me like it might be entirely possible that the diet that you want to have may not be the diet that is actually best for you in the way that you understand it. Mm. So I could want to be, let's just say, uh, vegetarian. You know, this is a, a quite a common thing now. There's vegetarian yep. options everywhere. I or may vegan. want to be vegetarian, but it may actually not be what's right for me medically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, you know, when my advice would be, you know, before you go on a very strict eating plan or diet, ask yourself, 
you know, the question like, uh, is it going to be sustainable? Am I going to be putting myself at re- nutritional risk factors of developing minerals and vitamins deficiencies? Yep. I think a good way to check that you are doing the right thing uh, is perhaps just, you know, assess how you feel day by day. You know, if you have a reduced energy level, if you are suddenly, you know, feeling very fatigued, if you're constipated, if mm. you suddenly have nausea, you know, diarrhea, all these gut issues, then, you know, you're probably not on a, a diet that's suitable for you. Yeah. I wondered about, you mentioned before that, you know, we were speaking briefly about the elder, elder, um, older people, mm. um, about demographics. I wondered what, um, and I remember I read there was a story about um, dieting for in teenage girls and the psychology around dieting and um, body image awareness for teenage girls. I wonder, I, I guess I'm wondering, apart from age, how how do you think about or what do we know about other demographic variables like either you know you, you mentioned menstruation so male male female or living in the city living in the country or things like this how do these factors play into dieting as well yeah, I think um, at the moment um, we actually are able to provide specific dietary advice based on your personal genetic makeup. Wow. So that's what we call nutrigenetics. So this is a very new and developing area. Um, so, you know, uh, our genetic makeup determines how we, deter- uh, how we d- digest certain nutrients, how we absorb certain nutrients, and how we deal with toxins. So it's definitely a very exciting area. Um, however, my my advice will be if you want to go down the path of doing the genetic testing and find out, you know, uh, whether you need to follow a particular eating style to fight diseases, to prevent uh, uh, obesity, uh, go see a specialist, um, you know, a genetic specialist, for example. So because it's very important to interpret the results properly. Right. And, there's, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately, there's a lot more hype than facts out there at the moment. Yeah, hmm. right. It, it always seems like it seems <laughs> like not just on the topic of of dieting or nutrition but it seems like whatever topic we tackle on this show that there there there's far more <laughs> unreal facts out there than there are um it seems like there's a lot of work to be done by by the common person to cut through the um the the unhelpful yeah yeah and content. that's why i guess you know the health what, what the health professional here for you know we're here to pr- provide you with evidence-based um e- uh, practical skills um and practical tips you know something that's working for you um so that's why you know i see so many individuals in my practice they all come in with different goals mm. and you know sometimes they, they're really edu- educated themselves you know they yep. they know they seem to know what they're doing but there's always sort of you know gaps we need to fill in yeah, right. Mm. Now you used the word goal there and mm. earlier we spoke a bit about, you, you, you mentioned, um, a lot of people just look at the number on the scale. So in terms of goal setting or in terms of, you know, you, you also use the phrase setting a, setting a, an eating plan. Mm. So how important is it to set the right goal rather than setting, I guess, the common goal of, I just want to see less weight on me or something mm. or I want you know a certain look so how how important is it to set the the right goal so there's a movement currently called body positive uh sorry body positivity so you know that's uh talking about you know how you feel within your body you know unfortunately this day and age we most people have a very 
seek relationship with their food and body. Yeah, right. Um, they are constantly obsessed with, you know, what should I, what I should be eating every day, how much I should be eating every day. Mm. And sometimes we just forget about the basics, you know. Uh, when you look at, I guess, you know, the blue zones in the world, you know, yeah. these are the areas that identified by experts that they have the longest and healthiest lives uh, comparing to the rest of the world, you know. Mm. And one of the key common um, eating elements of these uh, blue zones people is that they're eating um, a, a plant-based diet, you know, right. Right? which is very similar to Mediterranean style diet. Um, we know that, you know, only 7% of Australian eating uh, are eating adequate amount of vegetables every day. And that's mm. really shocking result. And, you know, I think the stats is what, like one in 11 uh, people worldwide are developing diabetes. So we're really mm. having this, you know, chronic disease issues that we need to tackle. And as I said, people just, you know, making things so complicated. They follow a different diet. You know, they, one day they're saying potatoes are bad. The next day they're saying, we should all be vegan. Yeah. Um, so I think when it comes to basics, um, you know, we really need to remember that, you know, eating a plant-based food diet, eating whole foods, a lot more vegetables and fruit and try to eat vegetable every meal if you can, you know, fresh frozen can they're all okay mm -hmm. and try to eat you know fish twice a week swap you know red meat for legumes a couple times a week um, and be mindful of portions you know if you're eating a healthy balanced diet most of the time occasional meal out or dessert is not going to do you much harm mm. and you know to be honest and you know those treat foods probably going to maintain a, a certain amount of sanity yeah, great. Okay, Amy, um, we're going to take a break really quickly and we're going to come back after this with Amy Peng talking diet and nutrition. This is What Happens If on Joy 94.9. Joy! Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on What Happens If on Joy 94.9. This week it is What Happens If I Diet and I'm speaking with Amy Peng. So, Amy, before we went to the break, you were speaking about blue zones. Yes. Where... Human beings are just have what they have a better diet and they live longer and it's just everything's going well. So <laughs> I have to ask on behalf of everyone, where are the blue zones? So there are five areas, um, and uh, they are Greece, Japan, Italy, Costa Rica, and a a small uh, place uh, community in California. Really? Yeah. Now the one that piqued my interest because I spent a little bit of time there was Japan. Okay, beautiful. Now, what is it about the Japanese diet specifically that um, is doing well for them? <laughs> well, firstly, they have a lot more plant-based proteins such as tofu, yep. tempeh. You know, they drink green tea uh, every day. And one of the things I know... Um, in uh, the school age children, they are providing um, the Yakut, you know, the little oh, right. probiotic drink. Um, they provide it in the sense that they give it to them. Yeah, give it to the, st to the students or the pupils um, as part of their school curriculum. Right. And it's amazing because... Get that it, in you. Have, enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know, it's nice. It's nice to drink. I, I still remember drinking those when I was little. Yeah. Um, and it's good for your gut health. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so going back to the blue zone. So, you know, one of the things, um, as I mentioned earlier, that they eat a lot more plant-based foods, which is very similar to the Mediterranean diet. So mm. when we're talking about Mediterranean diet, um, it is um, basically um, based in eating patterns traditionally in... Italy, um, Greece, Spain, and Morocco. Yep. So they have a lot more fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, mm. oily fish, um, moderate 
consumption of alcohol. You know, the word moderate uh, can yes, be very mod- different. That's the key word, moderate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and eating fermented dairy products like yogurt, um, and also they have a lot more legumes um, compared to red meats, processed meat, which is unfortunately typical intake of Australian adults. Mm. So when you speak about eating patterns. Is there is there something there? I feel like I like I'm I'm thinking of a typical Italian meal, mm. and in a in a traditional Italian meal, you get little bits of something. Yeah. Uh, uh, in in more in more more portions, but smaller portions across more a long variety, of time. more variety, more, yeah, smaller portion. Yes, the variety is the key word. You know, mm. um, when we're looking at previously when we're talking about fat diets, you know. Most of them ask you to cut out a particular food groups, uh, a, a, a particular food group, which is not going to give you that variety. You know, when we're talking about eating vegetables, we encourage people to eat different colors, the rainbow colors, yep, not just yep. you know your broccoli or cauliflower. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Um, so, what about? I, I'm curious about. Uh, okay, so if I if I have the goal mm. of. Uh, Losing weight. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. I've come in, I've gone, Amy, I want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And then I say, um, I could just eat less. Is what? that, a, is that a thing? Well, definitely what weight loss at the end of the day is largely about tipping the balance of energy in and energy out. Yep. You know, exercise is very important. Uh, we say 80% nutrition, 20% exercise. The more exercise you do, the better. Um, you know, but when people, uh, but, but people often wonder why they're not losing weight mm. when they are on a strict diet and exercise routine. I think sometimes, um, you know, they're not getting the energy in right. They're still mm. thinking, they're still having a similar amount of energy as they used to have. For example, you know, people often make the mistakes of swapping junk food for muesli bars or bliss balls right. you know uh, however they're still very high in hidden sugar salt and fat you know mm. even though muesli bar for example can contain healthy ingredients such as oats nuts and seeds but they still need some form of sugar to bind those ingredients ingredients together so if you're talking about a um a protein or fruit-based you're talking about you know 4.6 teaspoons of sugar Mm. so we're still not getting the energy deficit so that's why people are still not losing the weight Mm. another thing i i I notice um or i observe in my practice is that people doing great monday to friday they're following a very healthy eating plan Mm -hmm. you know they do they do meal prep but then when the weekend comes, you know, everything goes out the window. They start drinking more. They're starting eating, you know, less regularly. That's another thing. You know, eating irregularly can lead to poor healthy, uh, poor uh, food choices. Okay. So by Sunday night, Monday morning, you're back to square one pretty much. Mm. So if I suddenly on the weekend after my great week of work and I'm just doing fabulously well and then I have a really big meal, okay, with a bit of alcohol, all right, I stuff my face, mm-hmm. and then on the next day I go, okay, well, I just won't eat for the day to balance it out. Mm. Is there, there's, there's some flaw in that logic, the fact that I'm get becoming irregular. Mm. 
Because when you become irregular, you also affects your metabolism. You know, when your right. metabolism is slowing down, you basically you know losing the ability to uh, to to lose weight. Or mm. uh, you know, for example, you know, there's a research evidence suggests that you know people who repeatedly yo-yo dieting or fat dieting ultimately lose the ability to lose weight mm. because the metabolism just stuffed. Mm. Mm. So you need to you need to keep that energy in, energy out, mm. ticking over. Mm in a regular, healthy way, mm. regardless of whatever diet plan you've discovered is best for you. Mm. Yeah, That's right. absolutely right, yeah. Now, what about, we've spoken a bit about the the demographics and I, and I guess about the broader context of, of where people live. So you spoke about the blue zones. So if I grew up in Japan... I get your cult uh, when I go to school and I, and I have a certain kind of diet that I'm taught. And you've spoken a bit about, um, di- di- diagenics? Nutrigenetics. Nutrigenetics. Yeah, yeah. I got that wrong. <laughs> so how, how, I guess how much of how I eat now, I'm 30 years old, how much of that is just learned and it's tougher and tougher to get away from it? You know, we're talking about um, the nutrition in early days, you know, what's uh, going into the mother's um, mouth determines the health of the child in the future. You know, if you uh, develop type, uh, sorry, uh, gestational diabetes when you're pregnant and your child is more likely to develop type 2 diabetes down the track. Mm. So it's a lot of, um, research done in the area. And another very interesting area is, you know, uh, your, your, your gut health. You know, for example, mm. you know, the, the, the people in Japan, they grew up drinking Yakult every day. So they probably have a better gut health mm. than the rest of the population. Mm. So there's so many variable uh, factors coming to play when it comes to health um, and well-being. And I think, you know, um, you mentioned about different ages require different nutritional um, uh, requirements. Mm. And that's absolutely true. You know, I see people, you know, f- from the day they were born till, you know, like when they were ni- when they're 90 years old, um, they definitely require different nutritional intake and the nutritional output is also very different you know mm. you can't um eat the same way that your neighbor is eating you know your neighbor might be playing sports five times a week yeah yeah, yeah. now um you do a lot of work in this space you see a lot of people every day and uh, you work in all different contexts is there is there some some words of wisdom you want to impart on the audience um uh to, to finish us off yeah, um, look, you know, there's so many diets out there, intermittent fasting, you know, bariatric surgery and body uh, image positivity. You know, what's the ultimate thing that will work for you? Um, you know, my my advice will be, you know, uh, practice mindful eating. You know, mm. that's one of the things I talk a lot with my patients. You know, it can really help you promote a healthy relationship with your food and your body. You know, we're becoming very busy every day. You know, um, the way we eat, um, you know, how much we eat and why we eat, what we eat uh, differ every day. But ultimately, I think the most important thing is to eat for the right reasons, you know, mm. um, a lot of times we just lose, um, you know, the basics and we eat because food is there, we eat because someone else, you know, offers me a piece of cake. Um, so how to practice mindful eating, you know, one of the bigger things is to take a break between uh, 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 during eating, you know, yeah. really enjoy the food, mm. uh, enjoy the smell, you know, savor the food. Um, and I often ask my patients, you know, every mouthful chew 10 times before you swallow. Yeah, and right. you know you're giving your body a 
an opportunity to send a signal to your brain to say that, okay, I'm actually almost full. You know, I don't need a second mm. plate. So all these little things actually make a, a huge difference. And final thoughts, I think, um, you know, when I ask, when I'm asked, you know, what kind of foods I should be eating, you know, um, eat, um, more fruits and vegetables, you know, yeah. um, eat more legumes and, you know, use Ex-virgin olive oil in your cooking. You can actually cook with olive oil. That's another myth that people often, yeah, you know, yeah, talk about. Yeah. And enjoy everything in moderation. You know, alcohol, for example. You know, enjoy with meals and with friends. Mm, um, and mm. you know, be mindful of stress. You know, eat well, mm. sleep well, um, and you know, look after yourself mentally and physically. Yeah, yeah. You know, I part of. Um Part of, I guess, what I have been getting at when I'm, I guess I had this feeling that context plays such a big part with these things, you know, and I think when you were just saying be mindful eating, I think about something as simple as the way different uh, cultures present their food. Mm. I find that very interesting. You know, if you speak about um, the way Italians enjoy food as opposed to the way Indians enjoy food as opposed to the way we enjoy food here, you know. I think about mindful eating and I think that maybe in this country it feels like we have some work to do with how we eat our food in the literal sense of how is it how does it come on the plate mm. you know do we do we eat together do we take time to eat mm. is there this culture of high turnover in mm. restaurants fast food mm. you know how is fast food mindful mm. I find that all very interesting I wonder I wonder whether the, whether we have a lot of learning to do in that space. Definitely, that's a really good point. You know, social isolation, that's another mm. thing, you know, a risk factor for eating poorly. Mm. You know, Do people binge together? I'm guessing not. I'm guessing <laughs> they do it alone. They're probably right? thinking, oh, I'm probably going to, you know, being judged by my friends. Well, that's friend. right. You feel ashamed <laughs> if you're binging. Yeah. So you wouldn't do it in front of your family, in front of everyone. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing, you know, I've, I see a lot of, uh, mums, you know, they, 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 the hero, um, in our day life, they, they work and they look after their kids and, mm. you know, they often have emotional eating, unfortunately. Mm. After the kids gone to bed, they just, you know, have a me, you know, sort of me time for themselves. Yep. And that's when they get into the chocolate and biscuits. And again, they lose the, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the basics, you know, eating for the right reason because, you know, they're stressed or emotional. Therefore, they, they're choosing the wrong foods. Mm. Mm. Now, um, is there somewhere, just very briefly, where people can go to find your work, a, a website, a blog, anything that you want to let people know about before you go? Yeah. Okay. So I have got a website called justeatnutrition.com um, and uh, we do a lot of work with um, communities, uh, individuals. I also do work with the cold community, so culturally and linguistically diverse groups. Uh, and also I do work with the LGBTI uh, community uh, in Brunswick. So if you want to find more information, go to my website, Just Eat Nutrition. And if you want a broader, I guess, dietary guidelines and, uh, you know, uh, sorting out the the, the fat diet, um, I would encourage you to go to our association website, which is uh, DAA, so Dietitians Association of, of Australia. Oh, fantastic. Amy, it's been fantastic having you. I don't think there's enough time in the world to ask all the questions that anyone would want to ask. It's, a great <laughs> it's, pleasure. It's, it's one of those things where it's, like I said, it's this everyday thing that we get so used to. And um, I think that you're right. I think people need to be more mindful and stop and think about it and mm. do something about it if it's necessary. Um, thank you so much again um, and see you next time. 
Thank you. It's my pleasure. Okay, bye. Welcome back to What Happens If. Uh, my name's Yanda Pietro. We've been talking about what happens if I diet. Um, it's the second last show of the grid, as they call it, and I thought um, that it'd be worthwhile to touch base again with an old friend. Hi, Dan. An old, an old fat friend, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Why have you chosen, Why have you chosen me for what happens if I diet? Well, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I love it. Thanks for um, thanks for con- continuing on for holding the uh, the flag high, the beacon high, the the baton, as you as, as if you may, <laughs> if I may, you may, and you will, and you have. <laughs> Gee, I've got Great these mics up. I don't know what's going on in here. I've got these mics up terribly high. The people at home are going to be like, "Oh, put the mics on oh, a diet." Oh, the people at home. <laughs> Don't get me started on them. Uh, yeah, well, they've been with us all the way through, or they haven't. They have. Oh, they haven't. Hey, <laughs> yeah. nice, to, um, nice to hear you. Nice to be on the show, WHI, What Happens If. <laughs> That's what we call it. We've been <laughs> acronymizing that for years. <laughs> um, so you were in Japan. I was in Japan. Um, now, did you get the ramen? You... We're talking about food, sort of. So did you get the ramen? Oh, yes. Well, I don't know if I got the ramen that you sent me to, but I did find a really amazing ramen place in um, called uh, what's the it's the area Golden Guy or Golden. Oh yeah, 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 great. Yeah, and um, that was stunning. And we just sort of stumbled across it, um, and it was up these tiny stairs, and you can only fit about eight people in the restaurant. Brilliant. Um, and it was just it was just heavenly. Oh. Um, my whole time, my whole time in Tokyo was just an absolute dream. It's a beautiful, beautiful city. I loved it. Yeah. Um, did you um, did you have uh, days off, or was it just sort of like, oh, I'll, I'll go and explore for a little while during the day, and then, I mean, obviously you you were on um, on tour and and working. So how did, how did that work out for you? Yeah. No, it was good. We because we went from last time I spoke to you it was in India. That's right. I you're think in we were traveling. Yeah, traveling from Bangalore, um, and this. So we went from Mumbai to Tokyo, um, but was, that was a whole day's travel because we flew to Delhi, then we had a layover in Delhi, then we flew from Delhi to Tokyo, mm. and then we had about two days or three days off. Um, yeah. So like completely off. So it was great. So we had heaps of time to explore, which was just absolutely. You couldn't. I mean, you could not have had two more different places from India to Japan. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, here we go into the past and now the future. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty it was pretty nuts. Um but cool, it was awesome. And you know what and that's one thing I haven't thought about yet, which I'm gonna say now, is so many things that we eat or like, you know, when you're when you're in transit, you just eat whatever you can. That that's frustrating, isn't it? I always hate that on a layover and I go, Well, there's such limited choice here. I just have to eat this thing out of a packet and hope for the best. I know. And you just, it's amazing what, how it affects your mood because, I mean, I like, I like to think that I'm quite adventurous with food, but I reckon I probably eat the same thing almost every two days. I have like the same foods on rotation without even realizing it. So then when you're thrust into somewhere different like India or even, you know, if you're stuck in an airport in Japan, like, Everything is different. Yeah. Um, and it takes a while for your brain to come around that and accept that. Things look different. They smell different. Mm. Um, and, you know, 
I mean, I was happy to lose the weight. Let me tell you. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> it's hard to find a. Um, it's hard to find a, a hash brown and a side of bacon in Tokyo. You know what I mean? Like oh, it is. Well, it is just it is. markedly and, different. And I didn't really like. We had quite a cute little Japanese buffet breakfast at our hotel, and I yeah. quite enjoyed it. Um, we on our first day there, we were sitting at this bar, and um, these two Americans came in. They're like. Hey, we can't find a decent breakfast around here, and it was like uh, <laughs> they always sound I, worse like, oh, when they're elsewhere. It's not, yeah, it's not really bothering me. But yeah, for them, they were really, they were really upset. They couldn't get their bacon, you know, sausage and fried egg. Yeah, and I wonder, like, I, you know, I think I, I feel like I'm the same. Like, I think I, I think that I'm adventurous, but I, I, I you're yeah. probably right. I'm not sure that I am because. <laughs> I remember when, when I was there and I had, um, my partner and I, we went to this, you know, quite flashy kind of a ryokan, like a, a, a Japanese hotel. And mm-hmm. part of it was that you could go and you could do a, a very traditional Japanese breakfast. Mm-hmm. And I just could, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I can't do heavy, well, heavy fish smell at 9am. I know. I I embrace it, but I, I think. But I had been, I had been in India for three weeks. Yeah. So then, by the time I got to Japanese breakfast, where everything was sort of segregated and clean and light, mm. um, I kind of embraced it. Yeah. Um, you know, I had my seaweed salad. Yeah. Um, like it was all. But you just after a while, you just like you need to eat, so you just you just yeah. don't get on with it. Otherwise, yeah. you'll, otherwise you'll never eat if you're too I, stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> you're right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, I remember once we went on a um, we went on region when I was at the Australian Ballet School. We used to go on these regional tours, yeah. and I found out there was a Japanese boy who was on tour with us who didn't his English wasn't great, so he didn't like going to the different regional like pubs or restaurants to order food. Yeah, and because you stay in motels normally, you can't cook. He ate McDonald's for like the whole trip. Oh, so. There's that extreme too that we're like if you come to Australia we've got all these options but it's not what you specifically have each time. Yeah. And there's also the question of when we were in India and we were eating all this Indian food like one of the dancers was like so is this considered like takeaway like what is this? <laughs> <laughs> well that's the, well that's the thing isn't it there's so much um well I imagine there is I haven't been to India but I imagine there's a lot of street vendoring. Yeah, yeah, a lot of street vending. Yeah. But then we had, like I said, we see last night, all our food was being sort of brought to us. We were very lucky. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't be too careful when, when you and can't. And we didn't have time to, yeah, get sick, I guess. Well, that's the thing. There's a, yeah. a sort of um, protectionism there, I suppose. Mm. Hey, um, we are talking about dieting. Do you, you know, it's, it's yeah. funny, like, when I think about dieting, the first thing I think about is what it was like growing up being a dancer and that mm. whole world of, of 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 the anxiety around food. I know. You know, that was the first thing I thought of was in in that world it's a it's 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 a real thing. Yeah, there was a lot of anxiety around food and I'm not sure where that came from and but we also we don't we didn't realise until later that a lot of it was going on, hey. Yeah, and uh, I, like I, it's like when you talk about the, um, you know, someone coming to Australia who has a completely different diet to where they're from. I think that that's that 
that's largely about it being um, – it's about the context. So there are so many factors – in our worlds, in our little worlds that affect what we eat. You know, it's like, it's like that thing. If, if a child sees their parents eating something, you know, if they, if they just have, you know, uh, uh, soft drinks in the house, well, then that just becomes normalized and they go, well, that's a thing that you drink. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. think it, it is highly dependent on, on the, um, on the kind environment. of environment you're in. And there are just certain industries yeah. that lend themselves to the thinking around, physical attributes right i mean there's just a certain reality around that and you can do it in a healthy way or an unhealthy way but it's a thing you know in a lot of industries it's just not a thing no i've always had the taste for bad food not so much yeah i reckon sugar, I, I reckon but, I like, too. <laughs> but chips and burgers and potato cake anything fried anything savory I've always just gone to it and like, but also like, sh- like juice, like sugary juice, that kind of thing. But because I always danced from, you know, four and I all through high school, nothing ever affected me. Like I just, it would just burn straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely cannot still have that diet. No, no, it's changed. <laughs> and I need just, I need to face that within my, like that it's that opportunity to burn things all day has gone. Yeah, and I've noticed it in the last year. Yeah, and I, I was re- recently I was watching that um, the uh, program they did on I think it was ABC Two or something like that, and um, it was about uh, uh, alcohol. And I know uh, I was sure. just like, oh, okay. And that's the one All that right. I've noticed. If I if I drink beer, then oh, yeah. I put on a stomach, and then if I don't, it goes away. Oh, I know. It's so obvious. If I, if I, I, I swear, I swear to God, if I, if I have a night out drinking beer, I'm about three kilos heavier for the yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, for a whole week. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the recovery of working it off again that's changed. Like you oh say, you could just go back to class, go back and to work, and it, you just go, oh, and now I'm back to normal again. Yay! But we have made such advances as the human race. Why have we not figured like? <laughs> I know. Why have we not figured out just something, a pill or 20 minutes of exercise that <laughs> really proved, like, to lose the weight? Yeah. Like, we've got, we've got so many, but I know, I guess it's, we can't, we keep trying to think of things that we can beat it, but really, we can't beat it. We can only have to stay active, eat well, and sleep well. That's the rules. That, it has to but be. But it's funny how we keep, we keep trying to think of other ways to get around it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, well, it's nice to chat to you again. Miss you lots. Thanks, you too. Thank you. I miss you too. Um, hey, well done on the show. I, I can't believe next week's the last week. I know. I know. I was just about to say that. It's, uh, it's suddenly come around really quick. I had a, I had a, I had to go away for, for a little job last week. And so there was a little bit of a little, little bit of a rerun on, but that's okay. That's okay. It's just one. That's Calm awesome. down, everyone. Um, yeah, relax, guys. Oh, geez. Right? We've done pretty well. Yeah. I mean, the Instagram's we awful. That really hasn't, really hasn't. Oh, the Instagram <laughs> fell through. And I always I always knew that it would. No, yeah. Because I don't like it. I always knew. But it still looks great. Go and check it out. It's a few weeks behind now, but still. A few little photos. It's a beautiful little thing we've put together. Yeah. Um, podcasts are killing it, as far as we're concerned. We don't check the stats, but I'm sure it is. Yeah. Go through the go um, through the back catalogue. Listen to them all. 
Yeah, we're hilarious and yeah. interesting. And interesting. And it's just going to be there now forever, so deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, I guess this is probably farewell for you for what happens here. Finally, I've just clawed you back on twice, but it, it, I couldn't resist. It's my pleasure, my friend, and so happy I got to share this time with you. I know, and um, me too, and I'll, uh, I'll speak to you soon. I'll fare. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Joy. You have been listening to What Happens If on Joy. This has been Jan de Pietro. This has been What Happens If I Diet. And ladies and gentlemen, we are all cooked and done. We are ready to be uh, ingested. Um, so, you know, get into the podcast. Um, get it on the podcast app, What Happens If. And, um, yeah, go to at What Happens If Joy if you want. Why not? Give it a little, give it a little looky look clue. Go through the back catalogue. Okay, bye. A long, long time ago I can still remember How that music used to make me smile And I knew that if I had my chance I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a
Listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.